and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today on January 26th, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. In AI for Product Designers, a practical introduction, Matt Jadroschik shares his hands-on experience with AI tools in the world of product design. He's been in the game for five years and has seen firsthand how these tools can shake things up. Matt's not a data scientist or a back-end developer. He's a product designer who's been using AI to make his work sharper. He's worked with teams of techies and creatives to blend AI into projects that make things like shopping online smoother. The article is a down-to-earth guide for designers who want to get the scoop on AI without all the tech jargon. It's about real-world AI, not sci-fi, and Matt's giving us the lowdown from a designer's perspective. Authored by Matt Jadraschik, this piece is a must-read for those in the UX game. Publish it in UX Collective. The piece, Let's Apply Big Tech's IP Practices for Artists and AI by Megan Rashid, dives into how big companies in the tech world handle their intellectual property, IP, which is like owning the rights to a special recipe. It talks about how Yahoo had a goldmine of patents which are like legal claims to their own tech ideas, from online ads to social networking. Yahoo almost threw a wrench in Google's big money-making moment over a patent issue but settled quickly. The article also highlights how Facebook's rapid growth might have been on the back of Yahoo's ideas. Rashid suggests that these tech giants often build on each other's ideas, and that this could be a lesson for how we handle IP with artists and AI. This discussion by Megan Rashid for UX Collective makes us think about fairness in using tech innovations. All right, let's dive into The Structure of User Experience by Dave Hora. Imagine you're building something and you want folks to have a great time using it. That's what UX, or user experience, is all about. Dave breaks it down like a showdown between two teams. The folks who make the thing, that's the product team, and the folks who use it, that's the users. Each side has got three key moves or forces that they bring to the game. When these moves line up just right, bam, you've got yourself a winning experience. It's like a dance where both partners got to know the steps. But here's the kicker. Even if you've got the dance down, you can't control everything. It's a bit wild and unpredictable. So, how do you make sure the dance goes well? Pay attention to those six forces, three from the team making the thing and three from the users. That's your playbook for creating something valuable that people will enjoy using. That's the gist from Dave Hora's piece in UX Collective, where he's laying down some strategy for all you modern product team players out there. In The Ingenious UX of Scams by Retta Atarsa, the author shares their own experience of getting duped by a scam that seemed legit. They saw a Facebook post about Frankfurt Airport selling unclaimed suitcases for cheap. It looked real, had comments and even a mini-game on the website, which is common on legit sites. The author only risked two euro, thinking it's no big deal if it's a scam. But after paying, they got sketchy emails from a juice company about a contract and bank details. 
It showed how scammers use smart design to trick people. Rita Atarsa wrote this piece for UX Planet to show how even tech-savvy folks can get scammed by clever user experience tricks. Arpit Chandak, in his piece. How do I invest 100% of my income as a designer for UX Planet? Lays out a bold strategy for growing wealth and personal development. Chandak's all-in approach involves plowing every dime into travel, which broadens the mind, constantly learning new skills to stay sharp and valuable, launching side hustles for extra dough and a safety net, and playing the stock market to outpace inflation and multiply savings. He lives frugally, stays with his folks to save on rent, and works from home to cut commuting costs. Chandak's endgame isn't just about stacking in cash, it's about personal growth and a secure, vibrant future. Now he's keen to hear how others make their money work for them. Authored by Arpit Chandak, the article's a call to action for fellow moneymakers to share their strategies and join the financial fiesta. All right, let's break down this piece called Why Your UX Portfolio Is Not Getting Interviews in 2024, Do's and Don'ts, by the folks over at UXGo. So, if you're trying to land a job in UX design and your portfolio ain't cutting it, Listen up. Your portfolio's got to be your shining star, especially if you don't have a big-name company on your resume. It's got to show off what makes you special. Now don't just throw everything you've done in there. Pick the cream of the crop, the projects that really show you're a hotshot. If you're a big shot already, talk about the big wins and how you led the charge. And don't be boring. Add some personality to it. Your landing page, that's like your front porch. Make it welcoming, but don't clutter it up. And case studies? They're your stories. Make them as gripping as a blockbuster movie, not just a list of stuff you did. Keep tuning up that portfolio and join in on some free learning sessions these UXGo folks are putting on. They're even handing out scholarships if you're real active and involved. So, there you have it. Straight from the article, Why Your UX Portfolio Is Not Getting Interviews in 2024, Do's and Don'ts, by UXGo. Keep it sharp make it personal, and tell a good story. In Will LinkedIn Ever Be the New Twitter? By Thomas Smoot, the big talk is about the shakeup in social media. After the big boss of Tesla stirred up a storm by buying Twitter, things got messy and Twitter's worth took a nosedive. With legal troubles for both Twitter and Tesla, folks started looking for new places to chat online. Some tried Mastodon, while others chatted about threads, but LinkedIn threw its hat in the ring, blasting ads everywhere, saying it's the top spot for business networking. Smoot, who runs Project Biotech, digs into this and looks at how LinkedIn's ad, blitz, privacy issues, and the fight against spam are changing the game. He's got a rundown on how social media ads are turning around, the data scraping at LinkedIn versus Twitter's privacy woes some tips on how to handle spammy emails, and lessons on making social media more user-friendly. So, can LinkedIn really take Twitter's place? Smoot's piece in UX Planet gives us plenty to think about. In Don't Worry, It's Just a Job Title by Jazz Deogan, the main point is that in the world of UX user experience, what you actually do is way more important than your fancy job title. Whether you're a UX writer, content designer, or content strategist, 
everyone's working towards the same goal, making websites and apps easy to use and helpful for people. It's like we're all on the same team, just playing different positions to win the game for our users. At the end of the day, we're all trying to make the digital world a better place for everyone, no matter what our business card says. Jaz Deogan, in his piece for UX Planet, reminds us that actions speak louder than job titles. All right, let's talk about eight apps and websites worth paying for, UX UI edition, by Ellen E. Chach. This piece is all about tools that make life easier for folks who design websites and apps. Think of it as a toolbox that's worth the cash if you're in the business of making things look good and work smooth online. First up, ChatGPT is like a robot buddy that helps with the heavy lifting of sorting through data and coming up with ideas. Figma's the go-to for managing design projects, and if you're in school, you get it for nada. Notion helps keep track of all your tasks and projects while Mobbin is your inspiration library filled with cool designs. ReadyMags for building websites without needing to code, and FreePix got all the graphics you need without the hassle. Canva's the easy-peasy tool for making designs and presentations, and Uxel's like a school for designers to keep learning and get better. So if you're into making user-friendly and pretty digital stuff, these are some tools you might want to throw some dollars at. And that's the scoop from Eleni Chi's article on UX Planet. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.